Lessons in Faxes, maintaining a modest staff, which kept the rarely frequented establishment in tip-top working order. It was actually only during the summer months when the Black Hollow even remotely approached a busy season. Now it was the middle of October, Halloween just around the corner. As her employer had just expressed to 67-year-old Clara Mercer, it was extraordinarily unlikely that anyone would be looking for lodging tonight. "'I could just close everything down, Mr. Hallstrom, if you like, just so you wouldn't be bothered.' The aristocratic-looking man smiled warmly at Clara. "'No, that's all right. I'm absent enough from this business. I think that I can manage things for one night. Go home. Be with your family.' She nodded and struck again by that tinge of weariness, or rather she suspected indulgently sadness around his blue-gray eyes. In truth, she didn't know much about him, except that he came from an old family in the area— which, with the exception of him, had all but died out. From his looks, although she couldn't be certain, he appeared to be in his early to mid-forties and not married. This fact she gathered from gossip in the nearby town in the valley, where she often did her shopping. Of course, all in all, he was a bit of a mystery. No one really knew much about him, only that he spent most of his time out of the country. "'Can you make it home all right, Clara?' "'Yes, Mr. Hallstrom, thank you for asking. My house is just down the road, and I sincerely hope that my husband has dinner ready on a night like tonight. "'Why don't you take some dessert home out of one of the freezers? There's bound to be something worth while there.' "'Yes, well, that's very kind of you, sir, to suggest it.' She ambled back to the kitchen, her ankles swollen from the discordant weather. There was no need to let him know that this wasn't the first time she'd fed her family from the well-stocked pantries of the Black Hollow Inn. It would never be missed, and she had put in enough years here to warrant it. Distantly he heard the door slam as Clara Mercer left. He breathed a sigh of relief as he lit up a cigarette, and watched the flickering embers in the fireplace of the lobby. He was surprised the storm hadn't blacked out the electricity. He inhaled the smoke and cleared his mind, preparing it for the coming onslaught. Yes, it was best there were no innocents about when the assassin arrived. He wondered with tremendous focus of thought who would be sent this time. She had parked the car on the side of the sprawling structure. The sign at the entrance gate had designated it as the Black Hollow Inn. Here she sat quietly, watching the barrage of rain pour onto her windshield. There was no point in doing anything now but waiting it out. But she was not even close to calm. Her breathing was coming rapidly in painful, panicked gasps. Even if the building had not been identified, she would have known. She had sensed it, a powerful presence, as soon as her car approached the structure. But it was confusing. She thought for sure that its evil nature would be readily obvious but it was not. Instead, just incredibly distinct and powerful. She closed her eyes and tried to clear her mind, but her guiding voices were silent. Please, she whispered in the darkness of the car, please help me. And finally, after what seemed like an eternity, there was only the barest murmur. It is your time to seek, Aurora. You must find your own way. Then it was all silence, as dark and heavy as the night engulfing her. She'd been sent here, and now was alone, utterly alone. 
She opened her eyes and tried again to peer through the rain. Near the building, in the distance, she suddenly saw some activity. A series of lights fluttered on at the entranceway, and then she could make out movement. Her heart clutched in a momentary panic as it became clear quickly that this activity was headed in her direction. Through the downpour she could discern a figure in a raincoat, making slow but steady progress toward the car. Instinctively she thought about the small pistol that she kept for protection, but then remembered that it hadn't traveled with her on this journey. She was completely vulnerable. In what seemed like a span of seconds, the figure was standing right outside of her window. Shakily, she unrolled it and was met with an onslaught of rain that immediately hit the side of her face. The man standing there leaned in more closely, but her eyes being hit by mist and wind could not see him clearly.